What is up sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry. Today I'm going to be talking all about my AFL fantasy team and how I went in round 10. Uh, could have been a lot worse. I was pretty happy with this week. I went back up in rank, so as long as I can keep trending in the right direction, I'm not going to be too spewing. Um, a few spanners have been thrown in the works, <laughs> wrecking my perfect plans. Um, I was trying to get Tommy Rockliffe back in this week. I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but yeah, round 10 was an interesting round. A couple of massive scores, a couple of people that failed, a couple of rookies that we've definitely uh, seen enough of and it's time to uh, handball them out of our teams and move them on. But let me show you exactly how the large fries and coke went this weekend. So 20-76 was my score for round 10. Pretty solid. I've always said that if you can top two and get closer to 2-1, then... You know, that's a good thing. Like I said, as long as I'm moving up in the ranks, I'm all right. Uh, technically, my round 10 rank was higher than my overall rank. So if I can keep that trend up, then surely that means I'll keep moving upwards. I didn't jump a heap. I think I jumped about 2,500 spots. So <laughs> I'm celebrating being ranked 22,000th, but considering the way I was trending, I went from about 9,000th, just kept going down, down, down to about 30,000th. It's good to see me going the opposite direction. Uh, my back line, I am so happy with Luke Ryan. He's scored uh, 114 average in his last three. He's been massive. Um, so yeah, thank you, Luke Ryan. You will uh, definitely stay in the large frozen coke for a while. Um, Rory Laird did his thing. Jake Lloyd, 90, was fine. I got a little bit burnt by my last two defender spots with Ridley and Pierce, but that was always going to happen with um, Sammy Murray out. I held him, kept him on my bench, um, and if he's available or not this weekend, then that should uh, dictate a lot of my trade moves. According to Bucks, though, his return isn't guaranteed, so watch this space. In the guts, um, I had Tommy Mitchell, 135, Dane Jad, 117, and I brought in Jack McRae this week and put the C on him straight away. Had 113, so can't be mad with that. 90s across the board from Sidey, Merritt, and uh, Gibbsy, which was good. Uh, Lockie Neal had a bit of a dud, but that's the worst game he's had all year. I think he'll bounce back against the Pies. Timmy Kelly had 57, so he's probably out the door this week for me. Um, and Ed Phillips had 70-odd, so he might even come on on my field. My Rucks, Gorn and Jacobs. It's the first week that they've failed for me. Um, I was really, really looking forward to watching that game because I had a lot of Ds and a lot of Crows blokes, but some delivered, some didn't. Both Ruckman were in the didn't category, so... Jacobs especially is on thin ice. Gorn I can uh, live with because I think, again, this is his lowest score of the year. But, yeah, Jacobs needs to lift. My forward line is pretty good, actually. Uh, Willie Rioli definitely delivered after I had Robbie Gray on my bench due to his buy. So, thank you, Willie. You probably saved your spot in my team throughout the ball. The guys all scored in the 90s and above. Toby McLean, unbelievable. He was huge this week. Um, so yeah, my round uh, 11 trades are hinging a little bit on how uh, team selection pans out, but overall I was pretty happy with my score this week. 2076, uh, I don't have a ton of money in the bank, but I've definitely got some things in the works. I just talked about Toby McLean, and he's the bloke that gets the first plus three um, from round 10. He honestly looks like he could be the best forward this year. Um, I read somewhere that some dude on Twitter was talking about how Greenwood came in to tag McRae, so he was going to put the captain's badge on McLean because McLean would just have a ton of free footy. So hopefully, uh, to whoever you are that was talking about that, you did that move because that would have been dope. You would have had a score of uh, over 300 from your captain. 
Um, yeah, if you don't have Toby McLean, you need to get him into your team, period. Angus Brayshaw, big 166 against the Crows. Um, he started to play his way back into form. I've had my eye on him for a few weeks. I touched on him, I think, in around eight or nine as a potential trade target in the Fry's Forgotten Few on Dream Team Talk. So, um, yeah, he's massive score, round high 166, probably a career high. I'm not sure if it was or wasn't, but I don't think he's going to keep up these ridiculous numbers, especially considering the Ds have won back-to-back -back games by like 90, 100 points. So he'll come a bit back down to earth, but he could average 90s from here on out. So he's priced just under 600 grand right now, so I definitely consider snapping him up for your back line. Could be a perfect move from Dude or Sammy Murray to someone like him. And the third plus three I'm giving out, uh, there's a few blokes that were in the in the ballpark for this. Steph, Trelaw, Fife, Mickey Walters, a few others I missed, but I gave it to Ben Jacobs, who's been pretty awesome for the Roos this year. He had 114. Um, a lot of people didn't think that he'd produce, be producing the way that he is. His price has increased by over 250 grand. He's averaging near 80, so if you had him as a cash cow to start the year, well done, my friend. Negative threes, first one. Goes out to Buddy. A lot of people thought he would be big against the Lions and kind of shat the bed with a 51. Um, I still think that he's going to be a top six forward. So if you're an owner, don't overreact and trade him out. But yeah, we wanted more from uh, Sir Lancelot. Timmy Taranto scored one point less. And honestly, a lot of people will be doing a sideways trade from him straight to Tom Rockliffe this week. Um, with Josh Kelly back in the mix, he didn't score as well as he has Previously, um, he could still bounce back and be all right next week, but I think it's time if you go Taranto to Rocky, um, it's probably a smart move. Third dude who I'm giving a negative three to was from my team, and that goes to Sauce Jacobs. He's been dealing with a bad back for a couple of weeks, had a 49. This isn't the type of score that we want from Sauce. He had 53 or something like that a fortnight ago as well, so yeah, I'm stuck in a little bit of a tricky position due to the buys um, that I've got with Gorn on a few other rucks that I want to chase. But yeah, I don't want him in my team if he's going to keep putting up numbers like this, that's for sure. I'm introducing a new little section. We're going to talk about some noteworthy numbers. So most of this revolves around break-evens. At the moment, no one has a higher break-even than Rory Sloan of 163 and a couple of other dudes who battled injuries in Josh Kelly and Gary Ablett have break-evens over 145. So if you're looking at bringing one of those dudes in, wait on until their price drops a bit. Max Gorn's bad game has kind of dumped him in it. And Jackie McRae now has a break-even of 139. So this could be the first time in a long time that we see him actually go down in price. So for all of you who are buying him or bought him last week like I did, uh, bought him as close to the top as we could. But, you know, he's still putting up stupid numbers. So should be okay. Some of the lowest break-evens, um, Simi Smith might set a record for arguably the lowest break-even I've ever seen. His break-even at the moment is negative 36. Probably missed the boat on him. He's gone up about, I don't know, 100k in the last two rounds and will probably obviously go up again. But like I talked about with Brayshaw, due to their massive wins, I don't think uh, these numbers are going to keep flowing. He'll probably come back down to earth and have a 50 next week, so might have missed the boat on him. There's a trio of Saints that you can look at, though. Uh, Logan Austin has a negative 16 as his break-even. Uh, Bailey Rice, who I'm also considering bringing in, has negative 11. And Eddie Phillips has a break-even of just four. So all three of those dudes are still ripe for the picking and you can snap them up for your team. And then rounding out uh, some of the rooks that we've talked about, Guelphie has a break-even of 11 and Ridley has a break-even of two. So 
probably missed the boat on Guelph. I think from memory, he's priced around 300k, so that's probably too much to chase. But you know, you could go Fritch down to him if you think Fritch has topped out, or there's a couple of moves you can make. And Ridley, obviously, is a pretty popular pick to uh, be on everyone's field after Sam Murray and Finlayson and Caulfield, for that matter, have all uh, been given the flick. Quick trade thoughts. Everyone this week is uh, about getting Tom Rockliffe. Um, that is the same boat that I'm in. He's a must-have for right now. Number one trade target. Zaharakis, just quietly, is another dude. Averaging around 130 in his last three. Uh, look at his numbers. Consider him if he fits your buy structure in the midfield. Talked about Andy Brayshaw already. I think he's the pick of the bunch for the defenders right now, given his price and his ceiling and break-even. Um, Andy Gaff, who I was going to bring in this week, um, but didn't, had a ridiculous score from memory. It was like the second highest score of the round. So he's another great option. Um, and the pick of the forwards for mine would probably be Mickey Walters. He's uh, shaken off that injury, had 120 again on the weekend, so look to bring him in. All the rookies that I talked about before, um, Austin, Rice, um, who else did I miss? Phillips, the three St Kilda guys, and then Ridley from the Bombers are all definite trade targets. Um, I'd be considering... Rice over Austin in my back line, although we'll see how um, teams are named and how things pan out later in the week. But that's probably, if I was tossing up between the two, I'd probably have them uh, ranked Rice and then Austin, and I'd probably put Ridley just above both of them, but see how you go. Another bloke is Stefan Giro, Giro, Gyro from the Dockers. Had uh, another awesome waffle game, back-to-back -back weeks. He's been pretty huge, and he'll probably come in this week for Freo. Trade-outs, I've already spoken about Sauce and Taranto. Paul Seedsman, who's now hurt. Um, J-Lo and I just talked about him on our Sunday sit-down because Jake's got him in his team, so that means that we're probably going to have to make a couple of moves there. Um, he's not alone. There's a lot of owners who've got Seedsy, so they're probably the three premiums um, or guys that are priced a little bit higher than Rooks that probably need to go. Obviously, if Sam Murray's not named as well, then he's another dude who can't just be sitting there not making you money um, and not giving you points, so he gets the flick as well. He's not the only backman, though. Like I mentioned, Finlayson, Isaac Cumming, uh, the Giants pair, were both dropped last week, could come back in, but if they don't, they've got to go. And then Nicky Coffield, maybe even Tommy Duday, if uh, you can make a move that fits your buy structure. They're defensive guys that have got to go. And then, with the exception of those guys, I think Timmy Kelly's maxed out now. He's looking tired, probably be rested next week, wouldn't surprise me, but he's the other guy who's uh, reached his break-even average-wise. He's done his job. Round of applause to Timmy Kelly. He's been wicked for us for 10 weeks, but it's time to go, my friend. Looking ahead, there wasn't a ton uh, injury-wise. Callum Mills injured himself um, throughout the week, so he obviously didn't play this weekend, and he's going to miss the rest of the year, so that could hurt you a little bit in draft. Bashahooli hasn't been performing uh, up to his regular standard, but he hurt his groin and missed the second half of the Tiggies game. So if you've got him, you need to get rid of him probably. Um, stay tuned and see what they say more about that. It could only be a one or two week thing, but as we saw with Josh Kelly, sometimes one or two weeks translates to six. So be careful. Groin injuries are a little bit of a uh, touchy subject. Seedsman, I've spoken about. Got to get rid of him if he's out for a few weeks. Sanderlands uh, suffered a concussion. So that hurts me in one of my draft leagues, and I know a lot of other people will be uh, you know, grasping at straws trying to find a ruckman who can score for you. Fingers crossed Sean Darcy can come straight in and replace him, and a couple of people can do the flip in draft. But yeah, Sandy might miss probably a couple of games because he was due for a rest. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he sat out the next two, maybe even the next three. The devastating injury news of the round, though, is uh, Asava Radagalia, who I think I pronounced that right. I'm pretty happy with myself. <laughs> I do say so myself. Uh, 
He broke his ankle pretty gruesomely. Don't go watch the highlight. Cut yourself uh, some slack there. But his season's done after breaking his ankle. From an MRP perspective, uh, Mason Fox is likely to miss after his high hit on JJ on Friday night. Um, Jackie Carlisle knocked out Jack Rewalt, who missed pretty much all of the Richmond St Kilda game, so both those dudes are probably going to face a stint on the sidelines. Willie Rioli uh, gave Razor Ray a pat as well, so uh, don't even get me started on this umpire-touching business. It's honestly a joke, but talking AFL fantasy, not uh, logistics of the game, so Willie Rioli could be in a bit of hot water and miss a week uh, if the tribunal deems that as uh, a bad look for the game. My trades for this week revolve all around getting Rockliffe, uh, like 99% of the competition. Like I said, he's a must-have. He's a number one trade target this week. Um, I think the second trade for me will be a downgrade, maybe even a little bit of buy structure. If Sam Murray is out and Sauce Jacobs is out, then I might have to look at getting in the likes of Cruz or Sicily, even though they're only going to be playing one week and then they'll have their buy. Um, I'll be getting them for the long term, not just short term, so that could be another option. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I've got a few bits and pieces planned for the next week. I've got a full work schedule, so there might not be a, a video that goes up midweek. I'll try to, but otherwise uh, the next vid slash podcast will probably be J-Lo and I sitting down talking about our trades on Thursday. Good luck in round 11. This is the last week of uh, normality before the buys. We do get three trades a week over the buys. Um, so if you've got nothing better to do this week, which you'd be very lucky if you're in a luxurious position like that, but... If you don't, then change a few people around to set yourself up well for the next three weeks because it is really make or break throughout uh, round 12, 13 and 14. Good luck for the buyers and for next week. Until next time, peace.